I am Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, and from Odessa, Texas, Worship Service 273, January 16th, 2022. Why loyalty is not popular anymore? Do you know why is that? Ah, <laughs> well, I invite you to download the bulletin. You can go to the website, vchurch.us, look for the tab bulletins and download the bulletin of today. Or if you are watching through the comfort of your home, a big TV, just grab your phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code, and download the bulletin of this morning. I want to thank you so much for your support, especially for our beautiful church members. But if you are interested in supporting our ministry, you just need to go to vchurch.us forward slash give, or if you prefer to do it in a much more simpler way, text 432-268-0007 with the amount and the system will take you through. This broadcast comes to you thanks to the faithful contribution of our Victory Church members. All of us here, we are happy to give to the Lord and together with Tracy singing and Sebastian working with the IT and all the software and all that stuff, we are here to serve the good Lord and to serve you, dear friend. Why loyalty is not popular anymore? Why is it? I want to explain to you some things. And in order to do it, we are going to read the scripture. The passage that we will start reading this morning comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. And we read from the easy-to-read version, In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, please guide us through this reflection of your word. The Lord is the source of wisdom. Knowledge and understanding come from his mouth. He gives good advice to honest people and shields those who do what is right. He makes sure that people are treated fairly. He watches over his loyal followers. That is what the good Lord does, my friend. He is able to give us knowledge and understanding, and that comes from his mouth, the written word of God. He will give us that understanding because as honest people, that we, that we want to do what is right, he will give us a good advice. And you know what is going to happen to you when you follow that advice? The good Lord is going to become a shield. The advice the Lord gives you will, will become a shield to protect you. The thing is, the good Lord wants everybody to treat each other in a fair way. But especially, He is interested in protecting you when you are a loyal follower of the good Lord, someone that worships God. Worships God. But of course, we have interaction with individuals, and not everybody is going to be loyal. You know, actually, is not popular. And uh, so I would like to start by saying, which are the areas where we experience disloyalty? Well, I listed five areas here on the screen. The first one is in your love life. We're going to discuss more about it. The second area is in your work environment. We are going to discuss after that what happens with friendship and business in the fourth place. And finally, we are going to talk about family life and how we experience 
disloyalty in each one of those areas. So let's begin with our love life. You know, many people struggle with uh, the lack of loyalty in their romantic life, and they feel pretty frustrated because they try to do what is right with everybody. You know, they start a romantic relationship with somebody, but uh, the other person is not really doing what is right. It doesn't want to be faithful, doesn't want to be loyal to you. And uh, the thing is, there are many individuals that they just want to have a little taste of you. <laughs> it's sad, huh? But it's the reality. If you are single, if, or if you are divorced or a widowed, regardless of your situation as a single individual, you will find that there are people out there that they just want to have a taste of you. How in the world those people will be loyal to you when they only want to have a taste of you? And that is why when you are single, especially when it's about your sexual life, you have to restrain it because you are not going just to give in to that passion and let person A, person B, person C just get a taste of you. And unfortunately, you know, it happens quite often with many, many people. That is why they experience, they experience disloyalty because some people just want to have a taste of you. On the other hand, there are others that they, they want to have more than a taste, probably two tastes, <laughs> perhaps for a, for a little while, but in their hearts, they are not serious about you. Imagine you are single and uh, you are dating somebody and kind of uh, like the relationship keeps growing, it's going well, right? But this person is not serious about you. So what kind of hope do you have for the future? It's just a matter of time. That person eventually is going to go somewhere else because it's not serious about you. You need to just be aware of that, my friend. But uh, sadly, even among married people, there are occasions when the experience of disloyalty, the betrayal happens. Although they were committed and they wanted to have a long-term <laughs> relationship, probably their own lives, and occasions happens that one or the other is going to be disloyal. Why those things happen? Sometimes it's strange to explain, but the best thing that I can tell you is that there are individuals that in some point in their lives, they act somehow like an animal, just controlled by their flesh. It's just too much passion. And uh, it kind of blind their minds, their understanding, and they just give in. And uh, what do we do in cases like this? We will talk more about that later, okay? Those are scenarios that I described to you of disloyalty in the love life. But what about the work environment? Well, many workers are not in these days interested in a long-term career. Uh, 
some, some workers are just uh, passing by, passing through, they say. And they try this company, they try this other company, and they just, uh, they want to know where they can uh, feel more comfortable, you know? They are not interested in developing a long-term career relationship, working relationship with a company. More likely that that employee is not going to last in your, in your company, in your organization. You have to understand that there are workers that they are not looking for a long-term career. Not necessarily is lack of loyalty, but somehow when you are investing in training and tools, uniforms, vehicles, and any number of things, to what degree is wise to invest in somebody that obviously is not uh, looking for a long-term career? Now, on the other hand, many, many, many employees, many workers all over the place, they feel highly frustrated with the lack of loyalty from their bosses. Sometimes it's the supervisor, sometimes it's the owner of the company, that they just look at people like they were a tool. They just use people for their own benefit. And there is no loyalty from that supervisor or boss or the owner of the company to, towards the employees. There is no loyalty, They're, they are not uh, considering the fact that those employees, those people working, they are human beings. And it's sad, but if you are working for somebody, for an organization, company, etc., you have to be aware. Some bosses are just like that. They see you as a tool. So what kind of hope do you have in the long term for the future? So this loyalty happens in the workplace for, for those uh, two reasons. And there is a third one that I want to give you, which is when um, the betrayal happens in the workplace. Because some people only look for their convenience. They're just there for the money. And that makes them blind. They can't see anything else. You know, they just can't. They cannot process the fact that the company deserves loyalty, the customers deserves loyalty, or the coworkers or the supervisors, and they just step on anyone else, regardless who the person is, because they only have one interest in mind, is I want to make money here no matter what. So there is no way that someone like that is going to be loyal in the workplace. Now, what about friendship? Because in, in friendship also, we experience disloyalty. Well, sometimes we are confused. Maybe you think that person A and person B, they are your good friends because you hang out with them, you do things, you go places or whatever. But some people truly don't care about you. They can do things with you. Sometimes imagine it's sad, but there are some friends that when they don't have anything else to do, they will come to you. When they don't have anybody else to hang out with, they will call you. They really don't care about you. So when you have somebody like that, obviously that person 
doesn't care about you. There is no real friendship in, in that scenario. You see that? Therefore, how can you expect a long-term friendship with someone like that? It was just their convenience, right? And uh, sadly, there are some friends that actually they have an agenda. And they are just trying to use you for their own benefit. And there are many reasons. Not always is for money. Sometimes it's just for connections. Sometimes it's just because they want to uh, meet somebody else. Basically, they are just going to use you. And once they use you, they leave you. That is sad. So when you are developing your friendship with people, observe how they behave also with other friends. And that will probably will be a good way to determine if that individual is worth to be friends with. Now, in, in reference to business, <laughs> there are individuals, my friend, that are really astute and perverse. You know, they can come to a company or do business with somebody else, but they have a plan. And the plan is that they are interesting in trying to figure it out how you are making your money. And they are very astute. They will present to you like a good friends, uh, like a good help, perhaps. But the, in reality, they are not. In reality, they have a plan and they are just digging. They, they are astute, you know. They, they are knowledgeable about things and they have a plan, they have an agenda and they are perverse because the objective is just to take advantage of the situation where there is information, secrets of the company, secrets of your business, and then get rid of you. Therefore, there is no way that that individual is going to be loyal to you. You will experience this loyalty in the business field as well. And then on the other hand, you have the kind of people that they just break the contracts and they don't care. Sometimes customers are like that. If you have your own business and you establish your clientele and then you are doing uh, some investments and you talk to customers and you say, I was thinking of doing this, but I want to know if I can count on you uh, for the following months, 10 months, 12 months, 24 months, whatever. And uh, some customers says, say to you, sure, sign me up, I'll be, I, I, I'm in. And they bring the papers, you bring the papers, they sign, they commit, and then bye-bye, baby. Because there is no loyalty. Some people are just like that. So you, you live the experience in your romantic life, in the workplace, with your friends, doing business, but you think, well, probably it's part of the life that we live in the world, right? But in my family, ah, that will never happen. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true because some relatives are immoral as well. And we just don't want to see that. We just don't want to even think about that possibility, but it happens. Some relatives, some individuals in all, in all families, uh, sadly, they are immoral. 
And then you will see all kind of betrayals to begin with money and then with uh, <laughs> adultery and many other things that relatives can do. And those are the, the most painful experiences that anyone can live because they say, it's my blood. He is my cousin. He is my uh, brother. She, she is my sister. She is my sister-in-law. Uh, he, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter because there are ones that are immoral. Betrayal can happen also in your family, sadly. And uh, there is another level of lack of loyalty in family is when uh, they don't treasure you. You know, in some families, it's just like that. They treasure the individual based on how much money the individual has. You know, it's very sad when you see that and some get together with the family. They say, no, don't, 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 don't invite them because they are poor. They are broke all the time because no, they, they are not like us. And people sometimes in their own families create cliques. Now, if you are the one created a clique, if you are the one who is rejecting others, well, that, that means that you are the one that is being disloyal to your own family, right? But what if it's the other way around? What if you are the one who probably you don't have enough money or you can't afford to do certain things with some of your relatives? And... Uh, it could be that your own blood or your in-laws simply don't treasure you. Because sadly, in this world, many people label others by how much money do they have. And that is the saddest thing that you can see in life. Because we should be friends and friendly and nice to everybody, especially in our family, whether they are rich or they are poor. Now, you are entitled to decide with whom you want to hang out. But from time to time, you know, when there are get-togethers where most relatives should be invited, you need to include everybody because it's the right thing to do with your own blood, right? <laughs> you know, some people have evil hearts, like Judas, let me tell you a little bit about Judas here. He wanted to see Jesus to become the king of Israel and take over and lead Israel. But his heart was messed up. Some people have evil hearts. Other people mess things up. But it was just a bad decision, like Peter and Paul. And you know their stories. Peter said to the Lord, I will never, never deny you, Lord. And he did. It was a bad decision. He messed it up. But it was a bad decision. It's not necessarily an evil heart. And with Paul was something similar. He was persecuting the church. But he didn't know what he was doing, really. So the question will be, can we forgive them? I would like to take the chance to invite you for our next worship service on Sunday, January 23rd, 
here in Victory Church, Worship Service 274, Dr. Luke. You will enjoy it very much. I know you will. So today I want to talk to you uh, about a story that you can find in the second book of Samuel, chapters 13 through 19. Of course, it's, it's a lot of reading to quote here everything, but basically we are going to focus today in what happened between David and his own son, Absalom. It's a very interesting story, and I encourage you to, to read the passages yourself and enjoy the story. There are many wonderful, wonderful stories in the Bible, and uh, actually David is probably one of many people's favorite character in the Bible, uh, you know, songwriter, wonderful leader with some experiences of sin, <laughs> mistakes like everybody else in life. But this particular section, my friend, it's, it's very interesting because uh, at this point in the life of David, he has tons of uh, children grown up, but uh, this particular Absalom was outstanding. The scripture declares in one of those verses in these passages that it says that the guy was so beautiful, so handsome, that there was nothing imperfect that you could find in his whole, his whole body. <laughs> Imagine that. From head to toe, the guy was just beautiful. <laughs> well, David was a good-looking guy. And, of course, the... Absalom's mom was beautiful. Therefore, you have this wonderful guy, good-looking. But Absalom had uh, certain things not too good about loyalty towards his own father. David is the king. Absalom being the king's son, he is um, not too happy with the idea that uh, there are other potential uh, kings after David dies. And who knows what else was going on in his heart. But the thing is, he decided one day to, to create a plot against the king. And I'm talking about his own father. Now, you tell me, among all the betrayals that you live, among all the disloyalty that you see in people today, you know, whether it's in your romantic relationships or in work, whether it's with friends or doing business with people or simply with your family, church, friends, you know, you see disloyalty everywhere, but probably the, the area where it's going to hurt you the most is when they are the very close relatives to you, the very close people to you, to your heart. That's difficult. Have you lived that experience, my friend? Imagine that you are the king and your son wants to take your place, but not because he knows that one day you're going to die and you will be the successor. No. 
He wants it now. So he wants to get rid of you. Imagine that. That is a terrible experience for anybody. And, and David actually was confused to this situation. His confusion brought him to, to a place where actually he was um, escaping from Absalom. David was a powerful warrior. He was very experienced leading his soldiers and his army. But for some reason, something kind of blocked his uh, understanding. The betrayal of his own son forced him to, to make some decisions that probably were not the best decisions, even for himself, for himself much less for the kingdom. But somehow, there were orders established already in the kingdom that the head of the army and all the soldiers protecting the king, the king, they will go against any plot and anybody that will come against David. And eventually, it happened what you know needed to be done. They went against Absalom, and uh, they defeat his army, and eventually they kill him. And, uh, well, here's David, highly confused, concerned about the situation, right? Because when, when you receive, when, when you are the target of betrayal, when you are the target of lack of loyalty, Honestly, your emotions are all over the place. Your feelings confuse you, and you really don't know what to do. And it's very hard, very, very hard to still be rational about what's going on. The Lord knows that. The Lord God lived the same experience with Adam and Eve. It was painful for the Lord to see that his creation, instead of obeying him, betray him. And there are many examples that we see in the Bible like that. And David here is now struggling with that. So when, with that in mind, imagine us in a human level, in our current situations. How can we expect that Nobody ever will betray us, that everyone is going to be loyal to us. Ideally, of course, you are doing your best. You do what is right. You treat people right. You follow the, the rules. You, you do everything in your power to do things the best possible way, hoping that people will do their part but they don't. You will leave betrayal in your life. People will be disloyal to you. It's part of life, it's part of the process of life that we all need to go through. It's, it's like any other problem, health difficulties, financial difficulties, 
times where we feel afraid because of the health crisis in the world right now. We can feel afraid because of rumors of many things. So all that is part of the process of life because through that process, you are being exposed to one truth is that you are not invincible. Is that regardless how well you plan and prepare yourself in life, you are going to experience suffering and pain. And the Lord, our God, allows all that because He has a plan. And He's going to help you. It doesn't matter how, how hard you are suffering right now for another betrayal. It doesn't matter how painful it is for you right now seeing the lack of loyalty again, sometimes from the same individual, right? After you gave them another chance and another chance and another chance. Well, that is the condition where David was. But the rules of engagement in the palace and in the kingdom of Israel determined that they needed to protect the king. And Absalom dies. The news come to palace. And guess what happened? Let's read it together. 2 Samuel chapter 19, verses 4 through 6, section A. King David had covered his face and was crying loudly, O oh, my son Absalom, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Joab came into the king's palace and said to the king, You are humiliating every one of your officers. Look, they saved your life today and the lives of your sons and daughters and your wives and enslaved women. It seems like you love those who hate you and you hate those who love you. Today you have made it clear to your officers and men that they mean nothing to you. It appears as if you would have been perfectly happy if Absalom had lived and the rest of, of us had been killed today. Now, get up and go encourage your officers. I swear by the Lord, if you don't go out and do that right now, not one man will be with you tonight. And that will be worse for you than all the trouble you have had since you were a child. <laughs> this is the head of the army, the number one protecting David, confronting David with certain truths in life. It is interesting that sometimes loyal people around will help you see the truth about disloyal people and traitors. It happens. You see here, David crying, crying so loud, and everybody in the palace and everybody, all the soldiers, feeling disappointed and feeling like it was the end, feeling like they were guilty because they killed Absalom. But there was someone there who was rational about this, and he knew that that was done the right way because Absalom actually, he wanted to have David killed. 
actually Absalom already was doing a lot of stuff just to continue humiliating David, his father. So Joab and the rest of the officers, they did what they needed to do. Somehow the Lord is going to protect honest people, decent people, you. And when that happens, that he will use other individuals to somehow restore your position or give you honor again, they also are going to be the ones telling you, hey, look, enough is enough. I know. You are sad because somebody betrayed you. You are sad because these people was disloyal to you. But enough is enough. So we are here, all of us, loyal to you, working with you, trying to help you. But you got to change. You got to stop this crying because, you know, we are here to help you. You tell me sometimes you don't need those words when you are so sad. When you are so sad, sometimes, forgive me the expression, but it is like you need a little slap in the face to wake up. Because it, it looks like it's in a spiral that you are going, you are going down, you are going down, you are going down. That reminds me, the movie of Meg Ryan. We are going down, we are going down, she says in the movie. When we are sad, we just feel like that. In moments like this, those that are loyal to you, they will tell you the truth. And they will tell you what is what you need to do because you need to wake up. Nobody says that it's fun that they betrayed you or they were disloyal to you. Nobody says that it's easy to overcome. Nobody says that. But enough is enough. You have to move on. You have to move forward. And those are reasons why loyalty is not popular today because the fool and the evildoer, they just don't care. They are just interested in one thing and one thing only is themselves. Inconsiderate, selfish. They don't even consider your feelings, your health, your finances, your situation your emotions, your pain, nothing. Loyalty is not popular among the fool and evildoer. However, <laughs> loyalty has been, is, and will be a top priority in heaven and for godly people. Indeed, my friend. In the kingdom of God, loyalty is everything. Because God is loyal to his creation. Because God is loyal to himself. Although he was angry with Adam and Eve, he also provided a solution. Initially, it was through the sacrificial death of animals. And Moses was taught about it by the Lord. But all that was just a shadow of the things that will come. Because all that was pointing towards the Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect Lamb of God. The Lord God is, is loyal and is faithful. And He wants His people 
to be loyal and faithful as well. It's a top priority in the kingdom of God. But I would like to ask you this question, my friend. Have you been loyal to yourself? Loyal to yourself. To your promises that you set to yourself about your future, about your career, about your dreams. And I am talking to you that are honest and decent, godly person. Have you been faithful to all those things that you said to yourself that you wanted to do in life? Or you have forgotten all that that you dreamed about and wanted to do and say? Because you need to be loyal to yourself to begin with. How you do this? Well, you need to learn to forgive. You have to forgive everybody. Because not everything is your fault. There are many things that are other people's fault. Traitors, people that betrayed you. You need to learn to forgive and let it go. And you forgive with all of your heart. And after that, you will learn to protect yourself and yours with all wisdom and strength. Whether it's in your romantic life or in your work life, your friends, your business, and your family, you need to find ways to protect yourself with wisdom and strength. And when you have to say, I'm sorry, but no, you're not going to do this again. I'm sorry, but, I, but no, I cannot accept that ever again then is when you have to be strong and say no. And finally, have you been loyal to God? You know, it's so easy to say, they have not been loyal to me. It's very easy to say, people are not loyal. They are disloyal to everybody. They don't respect anything. They don't respect me, you may say. You even probably have questioned everybody and say, why you cannot be loyal to me? Well, I will ask this question again about you and the Lord God. Have you been loyal to the Lord? Have you been loyal to the Lord? If you have been loyal to the Lord, I'm sure you are committed to the kingdom of God. In all areas, my friend, your heart to begin with, your thoughts, your words, your behavior, your budget committed to the Lord, worshiping God, committed to God, committed to the Lord, committed to do what is right because you are loyal to God. If you had done those things, you can say, I have been loyal to God, but what if you hadn't? What if you have not been loyal to God? In your heart, you put somebody else before God. Anyone. Parents, grandparents, spouse, children, yourself, career, money, business, anything. 
not God, the priority in your heart. In your mind, the same thing. You think whatever you want to think. You don't consider the scripture in your decision-making process. What kind of loyalty to God is that? And on and on, I can keep on going. I always say to people that uh, the way that they use their money expresses exactly how is how they feel about things. I encourage you today to be loyal to God by giving Him what He is, ex is expecting of you. Because the Lord is going to do wonderful things for you in that area of your life too, but some people just don't get it. There is no way that they can become loyal to God fully because the wallet, the income is an issue. But that is just, a, it's just a reflection of what really is going on in their hearts because when you believe the Word of God, and you trust in Him, you will not hesitate about anything else. Serving, giving, sharing. Not at all. So if you have not been loyal to God, I would like to ask you today to repent. Repent and confess it. Just admit it and say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I have not been loyal to you at all. Not in giving, not in serving, not in worshiping. I mean, how? I don't know even how can I explain that I have been loyal, people probably think. And it's a good thinking because the Lord God is expecting changes in your life. Now, if you have never given your heart to the Lord Jesus, I want to encourage you to read the, the screen. There is a passage of the scripture. It's a popular verse, John 3, 16. God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not be lost, but have eternal life. Eternal life in Jesus. I offer you today, my friend, the opportunity to surrender to God. Open your heart and say these words with me. Repeat these words. Dear God, I am so sorry. I understand that I have not been loyal to you either. Forgive me. And I want to forgive everybody else that have failed me in that matter. I don't want to hold anything against anybody. I'm not better than anybody. I surrender today to you, Lord. I open my heart. Come and dwell in me with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for Jesus, your Son, my Savior. Amen. Simple as that, my friend. That is how your life is going to go in the right direction. I appreciate the time that you have invested here with us here in Victory Church. And, uh, well, this was the message, Worship Service 273, from Odessa, Texas. Why loyalty is not popular anymore. I hope you enjoyed it. What if you shared this with somebody? We appreciate that. 
So my wife, Tracy, and I, and everybody else here in Victory Church, we say to you, thank you so much for investing time with us and see you next time. Remember, worship service 273, January 16th, 2022. Why loyalty is not popular anymore. Have a great rest of your day, my friend.